Hello folks, welcome back for another episode of RF Talk, the Raymaru podcast where we talk about games, gadgets, and other geeky stuff. This is your host Chad, along with my fellow Maidenless co-hosts, Alan and Louise. Uh, Elden Ring hey. was so long ago though. Like, I know. Be, we're, 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 I, don't, I don't know. Like Elden Ring, does, does it even yeah. have to do with the topic today? Not, <laughs> not anyway. <laughs> but I want to... Wait... <laughs> Wait. Or does it? Or does it? It does it. It, 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 it kind of does. It kind of does. Hey, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how's it going, folks? Where are games lately? Uh, okay, so lately I've been I've been trying to grind out Sifu, which is not really a grind. It's more of trying to master a game. It's a kung fu game. Right? It's a it's a, it's a playable kung fu movie, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't care if you're if you think you're gonna be bad. You 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 will become good, or mm-hmm. else you will finish the game an old man. Oh yeah, I mean I've read about it. You have a mechanic where like you kind of grow older. Each yeah. Time. <laughs> like... So either you you, you go you get old in the game, or you take takes you that long to finish the game that you're mm-hmm. an old man by the time you finish it. That's pretty amazing. Uh, okay, games I was saying. Yeah, I was. I find myself playing Dota again for some reason. What? What? <laughs> How I have dare no idea. You? Have you forsaken happiness? I, I think so. I mean, <laughs> I, just one day I just said to myself, you know what? I'm going to try to boot Dota. I think it was like during the start of the current major. Uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I'm just going like, to boot up Dota, play a game just for the heck of it. And then uh, four games afterwards. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> four games? How long was that? It's like, I don't know. It's like 30, four hours? I mean, it, was, hours? it was a weekend. So like, yeah, it's four hours. It's pretty fair. <laughs> um, how, still, how, still the same old freaking game, I would uh, say. How, how long did it take you to get the toxic? How long did it take you to get toxic? Uh, no, okay. I have went beyond toxicity. Yeah. I just mute everyone and just rant by myself. <laughs> that's, Amazing. That's, that, that's what I do. Uh, I, wait, I was also playing that because like last time that we did a recording, I borrowed a Switch game from Chad, so I was playing NBA 2K as well. Um, but I did also manage to borrow a copy of Pokemon Arceus. So, I'll be playing that soon. Arceus, Arceus. Arceus, whatever that's called. So, yeah, that's, that's basically what I have enough to do in terms of I also have uh, a crippling addiction to Risk of Rain. I... Uh, <laughs> No. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just in it for like the rogue, to- roguelikes. I guess. Uh, even when I picked up Hades, it, mm. uh, it's a it's a twenty hour game. Two hundred hours later, oh, this <laughs> game is pretty fun. And, Amazing. And I kind of think the same way for Apex. Apex is like a roguelike to me. So uh, it's like, oh, six hundred hours in. Are are we having fun? Yeah. Don't oh. is a roguelike. No. <laughs> it, is. it is, it is, okay. I mean, yeah, sure, you can say, but you get the same map, same heroes. If you but, start a new game. But, yeah, your, your different teammates every single time <laughs> makes the difference very different for every game. Maybe it's so, a gacha game because you get random characters. Yeah, I mean, no, no, the, the gacha is not with the characters, it's random teammates that you get. I mean, your teammates are your characters. <laughs> yeah, all that too, yeah. Anyway, hey, how about you, Chad? I'm trying this in the I guess it's early access game called Songs of Conquest mm-hmm. so it's basically like a homage to games like uh, King's Bounty and Heroes of Might and Magic Ooh. and so far I kind of like how they do the design more simplistic approach it's it has this mix of HD 2D aesthetic so if you're a fan of Octopath Traveler mm. you might love this design for Songs of Conquest especially if you're into Here's some magic. Here's some it, it, magic. It, it's that mm-hmm. game that looks like it's like, uh, got the hexagons back, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And if you're lazy, you could do the auto battle, but 
there's like a risk like there's a chance if they say it's 80% chance of winning and then you eventually fail so <laughs> that's the that's the risk for those I mean, automated if, battles if you think about it it's an RTS and are you really gonna trust AI to do RTS it's uh, not to me maybe for lower levels if you're really grinding also like um, Mrs. Chad mentioned Octopatrabal and we did kind of measure it in a previous episode it's really becoming a trend where like new games are starting to go for the uh, old school aesthetic uh, I mean, I start with Octopath yeah, I mean, and then yeah. Uh, you know, Nintendo had that direct where they showed a lot of real-time shadow of, uh, not RTS games, but like uh, RPG games that are kind of within the same um, design and gameplay approach vein as like old-school Final Fantasy Rock, the Pet Travel, and stuff like that. I think they're trying for the nostalgic feel on yeah, yeah. 2D, or maybe pro- probably pixel art. Like, mm. people are still appreciating pixel art up to now, regardless if it's like a dated aesthetic or you know outdated graphics according to some <laughs> uh gamers but yeah people still appreciate the art of pixel art yeah where it has an appeal even for gamers so you would see some developers experimenting or trying to that kind of art direction it, it's been kind of like that for a while now right because yeah. the the biggest mm. game for like a uh the newer generation of gamers is Minecraft, and that's exactly the aesthetic all this time. Yeah. And yeah, even is. during the Kickstarter age, it's, or when it was yeah. very new, and all these uh, out-of-nowhere developers wanted to make their own games, they were very much in the vintage style of graphics. It's probably mm. the aesthetics. Like, it has that appeal for colorful visuals, and it's something that even kids would appreci- appreciate at the start. Like, yeah. how did we enjoy in video games? Because mm-hmm. we do the art, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, in what a one of the hotter like uh, early access now is uh, not Castlevania uh, shooter, <laughs> Ca- Vampire Survivors. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, they just uh, yeah they just employ a lot of it. It's, it's, it's just all pixel art, mm-hmm. and you know, at the end of the day, like graphics is just kind of the icing of a cake uh, in a video game. Um, you know, the 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 key features are still how it immerses you in the story in the gameplay in the world and stuff like that i mean we all remember retro games differently in a visual sense right mm-hmm. although uh one way why i would say, why, like, uh, I would say uh, a lot of old games don't like, for some people don't look as good as what they are in memories because you know uh the flat screen how the pixel technology kind of evolve over time yeah, so it's, it's kind of different because there's circular pixels on the CRT compared to the square or ones on, on the yeah, new yeah. ones LCD ones or LED ones yeah. Uh, yeah, although we're not talking about graphics right in our topic but yeah. it's probably we would talk about graphics in uh, the future we should write that down before episode. we forget it yeah. oh yeah <laughs> uh, must reminder uh, chat reminder <laughs> Put graphics as part of our new episode. Graphics and video games. Anyway, we're not talking about graphics, but actually we're here to talk about the madness that we call the multiverse. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, multiverse. I mean, we... The midverse. The yeah, midverse. The <laughs> this is not because we've watched Doctor Strange multiverse. Because I have madness. not. <laughs> because I mean, it's, Alan, it is a field day for Alan as we spoil <laughs> a lot we're of stuff. We're going to spoil him a lot of stuff. No, we won't. Um... I mean, that's one of the reasons, but it's not just going to be limited to that, obviously. I'm, I mean, I could talk about Top Gun if you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun Maverick? Yeah, it's great, dude. Is it's it the multiverse? <laughs> it's not a multiverse. <laughs> it's part of the Tom Cruise verse. It's a Tom Cruise verse. <laughs> Tom Cruise verse. <laughs> he has... no, that, that would be amazing if, if, like, 
we'd find out that uh, both Mission Impossible and Top Gun happened within the same What if universe. Ethan Hunt was actually Maverick? Yeah. Yeah, what is if he's supposed to be Ethan Hunt in another universe, but somehow ended up being Maverick in that universe, and thus Top Gun was born? <laughs> hence, <laughs> hence, it made it completes him. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh dear. Right. Oh, all of his military movies are connected. I mean, there's also like, uh, is that John Carter or something? Oh no, does it mean. Uh, Jack Reacher, rather. Jack Reacher. Oh no, does this, does this mean the mummy is also canon for this universe? Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Probably. And, the, and, and then there's going to be the, the alien invasion universe. <laughs> The Tom Cruise versus, but yeah, um, he's always the, the peace guy. The, you know? the, the the new the mummy, like the mummy, the, the new the mummy movie was supposed to introduce to like a new dark universe by um, was the producer Universal? Yeah, because they were already planning like, oh, we're gonna do a Frankenstein thing and a and a, and a Dracula thing, and then when when the mummy flopped. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shame that it's yeah. not what people in, uh, wanted to see because you know we are used with Brendan Fraser as the yeah, main yeah, guy yeah, for the, the Mummy's franchise. No, because I was, there was a you, you know your old school uh, Indiana Jones as yeah, like it was it was kind of the answer to Indiana Jones, but they included like mummies on it as as like, the main monster. And yeah, the Brendan Fraser movies are like they're great to be honest. Except yeah, maybe like for the, the Jungle. Except, yeah. except maybe for the third. No, I mean talking about the mummy. Except maybe for the third one. Um, yeah, the third one is. The one the Dragon Emperor was. Uh, but one and two were like. Stick amazing. to the first two. Yeah, first two. Let's yeah. ignore the Scorpion King. Oh. <laughs> That's not a movie. <laughs> it did become a movie yeah, big, as an origin as to see them die with an awful 3D yeah, visual. Yeah. The old CG. It's odd that CG. we're already considering like actors just being in certain movies. Make them part of a of a multiverse of movies already. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you think about it, because these actors bring their own like uh, unique characteristics, and 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 you know, at at some point, um, you you kind of see the same like how how he attack or how he uh, person like approach this character in a certain movie is gonna be the same thing in a, in a different movie. Like case in point, and uh, this is apparently. <laughs> Someone's apparently streaming this on Twitch. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, no. uh, Jared Leto in Morbius uh, is 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 doing his acting the same way as he's been doing uh, his acting in other movies. Oh, so, no. <laughs> all right. So, so if we're gonna say there's a there's a multiverse, there's actually no, there's a parallel universe hmm. of what the movie actually is, yeah. and what the internet has turned it into. <laughs> I mean, in that world, Morbius is an Academy Award winning film. Yeah, but in our world, apparently, it's garbage. Uh, we, 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 we got the bad end of the deal. <laughs> and on the other side of the on the world, it's the Cannes Film Festival yeah, grand is, prize. And and there's also another universe where Morbius actually says. It's morbid <laughs> time, and it's gonna morb on all of no, us. How do I jump to that? Yeah. It's the six ranger. It's the six ranger. Give me the spider's yeah. phaser thing right the, now. Like, like, I, I'm gonna go to that universe. The somehow. Power Ranger scene where Tommy comes back is not Tommy. Right? It it's was Morbius. No. Oh. It's actually Jared Leto. It's Jared Leto. Why, why must you ruin my childhood like this? Why? Why? I, it was such a nice and pure time for me, and now you're gonna bring that in. Amazing. Oh. All right. <laughs> So, what is the multiverse? 
Oh, here we go. Uh, this is more of like how we define a, a, a the, the thesis right? statement of multiverse. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so, well, somebody shot this a while ago. Uh, is Kingdom Hearts a multiverse? Oh, no. Before we before be, that before we answer, okay, we need to answer the definition. Like, yeah. Let's what let's, is a multiverse? let's lay down some ground rules for us. Okay. So, um, so if if we're talking about you know uh, how it was made popular by of course like. You comics. have the, the, the multiverse movie of Doctor Strange and the comics and stuff. Yeah. it's uh, The idea, of course, is you have multiple different universes or realities existing uh, all together. And each one has, like, a recurring character. Like, for instance, um, there might be a universe where all three of us are also doing podcasts, but we're talking about home improvement instead of video games and geek stuff. You mean, like, ten minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was it. Um, we're the home wreckers. Yeah, we're the home wreckers. Uh, wait, home wreckers are very bad term, please. No. Don't do that so you guys. But yeah, there could no, also be another... The, the DIY podcast. The DIY podcast. It could be like another multiverse where all the three of us, instead of like playing video games, uh, our hobbies are just, you know, something like fishing or... All right, so we're stuff. saying that uh, multiverse is some something where a certain universe exists multiple times... Mm. Like, there's several instances of it, and yeah. it has the same people in it, mm-hmm. only there are different circumstances. Mm. Yeah, for instance, there's going to be a multiverse where you are not listening to this podcast, so be sure to like listen to this podcast. <laughs> there are, like, some arguments, like, <clears throat> for example, the original concept is, like, different kinds of universe. Like, mm-hmm. we're not alone, that kind of concept, where our own universe has its own set of uh, solar system. Like, we had our different planets, and then the other universe has this set of planets, or... They're a different version of Earth. Mm-hmm. We could say, like, for example, uh, that Earth has no nose. People has no nose. Well, they can okay. smell, but whatever whatever reasons. But those are some of the concepts before, like, different kinds of universe. And like, then it added another concept where the parallelism was inserted. Like, in this world, we have this version of us or maybe other versions of this one, but in different circumstances. Like, you could say... This is where the timeline, this uh, theory would kick in. Like mm-hmm. in this different timeline, this is this is what happens, and then this other timeline this happens, and then that w- that started the multiverse concept, like different universe with different cir- circumstances. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I mean, isn't the the concept of a multiverse? It pretty much started with the concept of time travel. Yeah. Because uh, there would be like in comics, you think this this they first heard about it in comics. Uh, what if Superman died against Doomsday? What if uh, Batman started using guns instead because of a certain point in time he, mm-hmm. dis- he just changed? Let's say, uh, what if there was a, let's say Superman stops a meteor, right? And then what if there was a world where Superman failed to stop that meteor? What would that world be like? We could have dinosaurs. Again. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, also like it's yeah, it's it's branching realities based on certain convergence points. Certain convergence yeah. points. Or you could say it's different endings based on certain choices with characters. Are you uh, no <laughs> no stop no stop <laughs> oh, no. characters. I mean for instance you could have three paths to an original story. Uh you have the original ending. Oh. You have. Um, it would be so weird if your fate was intertwined <laughs> in such a way. Yes. I mean, you have unlimited uh, yeah. blades. 
blades and uh, really the feeling work. of heaven <laughs> in another ending something like that he's really working in those so that means there's three worlds now yeah there's three worlds <laughs> now but they all exist at the same time but you know it's different yeah different timelines different universes <laughs> yeah so yeah so like some people would say time traveling has connections with the multiverse so mm-hmm. it makes sense because th- the concept of time traveling is adding new timelines not like the original idea we had or with some people had like if you alter the past you would change your future but mm. you still maintain a single timeline but this one has a more in-depth explanation like when you alter the past it would usually to avoid paradox in mm-hmm. the timeline it creates a new one yeah yes, the, yes yeah so the previous event that you that you didn't alter would still retain but you forge a new path for a new timeline to happen where you altered something from the past to change your future. Yeah. 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 So our, originally our understanding of time travel was kind of back to the future. Yeah. And then uh, the more popular mm. one right now is Steins Gate. Yeah, Steins Gate. Like regardless of whatever, whatever you did to alter the past, you could change the actual timeline or what would happen in the future. Yeah. You know, you know a common thing, thing between those two movies? Uh, the DeLorean uses bananas to get fuel, right? Just trash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. It's just the other one and used, 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 used a, a banana, banana in a microwave oven. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the same explanation is also present in, like, of course, I mean, we've talked about Marvel movies a bit. Uh, Avengers, right? Yeah. Where it was, like, Hulk explaining <laughs> that, you know, changing the past, you don't really change your future. You just kind of create a different tangent. You shift to, yeah, another, you shift to another future, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, like, when you go back, that's already another timeline. And then when you go back to the present, you're essentially in, a, in another timeline already where, mm-hmm. you know, that was that thing that you were trying to do is supposed to happen. Yeah, you go went from timeline A, then you went to mm-hmm. timeline B, and then you mm-hmm. go back to and timeline then you, C. And then you just proceeded through timeline B. Yeah, yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, it, it added more. Like, for example, the more you alter the past, the more you create more timelines or mm-hmm. more, more worlds. That's one of the concepts for the multiverse. And then the other one is not really much connected with time traveling, but different worlds, different universe. Like, the multi, they just make it more... They just exist all together and not... Yeah. They they don't really have anything very common with them, just exist all together and stuff. So, which is like, we could actually give examples now of really best examples of how media create concepts for their multiverse. Like, either mm-hmm. it's a game, it's either media, uh, movie, or series, or books. Most likely, the most obvious uh, for the recent like media are the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Especially what with Doc Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did push through. And even like prior to that, like Loki, how they started... Spoilers, oh, yeah, uh, spoilers yeah. by the way. Uh, how they started the timeline or the multiverse... Yeah, I mean, and you have different versions of Loki. You have like a kid Loki, a female Loki, yeah, a uh, crocodile Loki. And then you cannot interfere with other worlds because it would be considered as a variant. Like you are in meddling, change, altering the timeline, mm-hmm. which causes a disruption. That would either I think that's also explained in Doctor Strange. Like the more you meddle with other worlds, the more like there's an interference. Yes. That and, would destroy uh, both of the worlds. Yeah, I forgot the term, but essentially that's it. It's like when, when these worlds kind of collide and collapse within each other because um, you're creating more common 
With you meddling in them. You're overlapping you're, the timeline. Yeah, I think divergence or something. Divergence, yeah, it's, yeah. It's something like that. That's why, like, for example, in Marvel Comics, the Illuminati existed to avoid this kind of circumstance. Yeah. Like, when there are some other worlds collide with them, they had to destroy that world in order to maintain their timeline. Or I mean, their world universe. That's kind universe. of the history of DC Comics. Yes. <laughs> yes that's how of. they made to streamline their comic line. Like, oh, we have so many versions of Superman. So many yeah. versions of The Flash. <laughs> hmm, what should we do? Like, they have the Golden Age, like the OG, like the very campy versions. And then we mm-hmm. have the Silver Age, which is like the semi-modern. Mm-hmm. And then how they explain the origins are so different. And the characters. But the gimmick is still the same. So... In order to fix that, to maintain the modern take, they did the multiverse thing, which is yeah, yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, there you go. I was about to say Infinite yeah. Timelines. That is a flashpoint, right? Before that. Before uh, that. After, that. Uh, after that. Oh, it was after. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, just one way to fix the problem on their comic lines. Mm-hmm. So they created this thing called the Anti-Monitor, that it would destroy worlds, something. Mm. And then, like, a lot of characters from different of the timelines joined, banded together. And that's how Barry Allen, the original Flash, eventually supposed to die. Because mm, yeah. he sacrificed himself to, finish, to destroy the Anti-Monitor. Where, mm-hmm. after that, like, in the early 90s, Wally West is the new Flash. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, the concept was, oh, we're, our main, like, uh, concept, like uh, for the story-wise, it's getting... Way too complicated. Yeah. To keep so, track of so we gotta you you gotta take you gotta trim the garden a bit. You know you gotta mm-hmm. trim the bushes, make them look nice and clean again. So the they decide so they're gonna just get rid of the universes or characters that don't quite sell, don't quite work, and mm. then they're back to a nice clean timeline. Right. So yeah. So basically, it's just uh, a franchise purge. Something like that. Something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I think even Marvel did that. Like the way they would end the ultimate line, their mm-hmm. ultimate timeline, they created Battle Worlds or the Secret Wars. Oh, where yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, which like at the end of the timeline, like where all of the worlds are colliding or mm, destroying, yeah. and, then, and then Doom was a god. Then Doom did something <laughs> in order to save, like, the you know the timeline like you become god yeah, because he has god. the infinity gauntlet if I remember yeah yeah he did uh, that's why he, yeah that's why he created <clears throat> battle world and uh, yeah battle world basically battle world is like a collection of the different fragments of various universes together and uh, each one has their own like take on reality and yeah. doom rules over yeah, I forgot it's not the infinity gauntlet like he did something like with the I forgot what uh, entity was that that he managed to control control it and take over as god and then. Like afterwards, there's like another way to revert that. It's funny it, that the first thing they do after cleaning up the timeline or closing it out is trying to break it up again. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they do a reboot uh, for that yeah, afterwards. And I, I think, it, I mean, it this I would say kind of all started with when our writers had different takes on various stories of superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's this is why you, we also have like different Earths. Like we have Earth 616, for instance. We have Earth this, we have Earth that. Because, and, and um, the try and, yeah, that's what, that's what uh, Alan said, to try and trim the hedges, right? To like, you know, when finding out that, okay, some of these stories really don't sell. It's a lot of effort for us to sell them. Let's try to create a new one where we try to converge everyone and uh, canonically kill them off basically or so, canonically like purge them out and, and I mean it, it's a creative way of putting an end to certain stories rather than just stopping publication uh, yeah. overall 
So is, like a proper is, closure. Yeah, is it it's like, like a proper closure. Is it like the, the mm-hmm. writers hosting a Fortnite game for all their IPs? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, who, who knew that that might be the decision? Like, okay, uh, aside from looking at sales data, let's play Battle Royale. Whoever wins can get their, can get their story continued. Everyone else dies. Sorry. Um. <laughs> and then in some cases, like, yeah, we've seen with comics do that in order like to streamline their lineup or maybe made a proper closure for their older titles yeah yep. so they have to make way to give way for the modern setting or modern mm-hmm. era of their characters or superheroes some media do this because it's more of like a celebration and some of the good examples here are probably like Isidia Final Fantasy mm-hmm. like although we couldn't say that's like a direct multiverse setup but how they do it as a crossover like a proper setup for why this world exists Mm-hmm. And then how this become a common conflict for some of the characters or all of the characters in the franchise. Yeah, coming in together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in some ways, like crossover games are kind of like multiverses. So for instance, you have Marvel vs. Capcom, it was popular, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, it's hard to say that's kind of multiverse because how they set up the worlds. Although it could be, you could say, yeah, actually, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it borrows kind of elements from yeah. it to to make it happen. I I don't think it was really it, they really paid attention to making a story. Yeah, out of yeah. it's just more you know, of you know just, they want to hey, do it. Yeah, they want to do it you, and, until you want, you want Ryu to beat until up Captain America. Or MBC something. Infinite. Yeah. Suddenly, it sort of had a story. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's... look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, look what happened but yeah I, I, I don't know if I want to count that as a multiverse because basically uh, let's see let's see who can beat Cyclops or something as, uh, or something like that uh, we, we want uh, we want Akuma now we have a mech Akuma you know, <laughs> and good luck beating that the different Akuma it was it, it's a very fun game but it, I think it's a crossover but it's not exactly yeah. exhibiting a universe unlike the city that it mm-hmm. tried to not only Establish the city as its own world, but it actually makes these legit interactions between all these other characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, talking about other worlds and other characters, I did throw in this question earlier. <laughs> I'm going to throw it here again. <laughs> it's Kingdom Hearts a multiverse. <laughs> all right. I I also have it. I just just because of how I defined the city. I'll get back to that one. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, just because of how I defined the city versus um, MVC. Yeah. I just I I guess jump force is a multiverse. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, no. um, it kind of is. It has a it, story. It has yeah, a story. it has a story. You have different characters, and each of the characters have their own unique designs. It's not like, you know, they they look the same. I mean, yeah, they're very anime. It, but it's not. It's not just. Uh, it's not just a uh, crossover where they just get to fight. Yeah. That's the base. But there is an actual. Excuse plot going yeah. on. Yeah, as to why it has to happen. I guess so. <laughs> or I think at that time we can't define how a multiverse works. So it's just like a crossover, mm. different worlds. So it's like they created this this kind of universe where this kind of characters exist in their worlds. Mm-hmm. Or you can say probably a sliders thing. Like it's a dinter dimension. But yeah, I guess at that time they couldn't define it as a multiverse concept. Because that kind of concept or that term wasn't that popular at that time or wasn't that really heavily used in terms for modern, you know, pop culture. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Super was a multiverse thing, I just realized. (laughs) No, not the super thing, the card game. 
No, no, the, the show is, right? Oh, yeah, they, actually, you're right. right? The, they had a the tournament. tournament of power. Yeah, the tournament of power. They have universe one, yeah, universe, universe two. Universe oh, no. two. <laughs> yeah, it's a multiverse. Holy oh, crap, no. I just realized. Oh, and no. no. <laughs> now, 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 which universe can beat Goku? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone did. Uh, someone did. Someone almost. <laughs> but it was like, it became a three versus one because Frieza and the uh, Android 19 got involved. I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so but it no, was 17, a multiverse 17. A 17 but it was a multiverse because the idea was they invited the different you know strong beings from different universe in a tournament to determine which universe goes bye bye but here's the thing <laughs> I think this one has an argument like for example there are some other science uh-huh. that like they know for example like Vegeta and the mm-hmm. others so like it's hard to say it's a multiverse thing because what they if- know they exist. Or like for example, this certain race exists. Mm. Wait, why, why is that? Why is that a barrier? I don't know. It's like you could travel there in other ways. Like for example, you know, there's there are gods. I mean, yeah. They, <laughs> it, I mean, it's yeah, a transmission. The, like the, the, gods the way how to trans like yeah. to transport there. If you could use it by a ship, maybe it's hard to explain how, or maybe a portal. Do they use magic to cross the world borders or something? I mean, Alan, yeah, they, I mean, it's hard. They have, to ex- they, have, they have gods involved. So. Yeah, they have gods. <laughs> It's hard to explain maybe how they define the term or the concept is a mixed bag but I guess we could say still a multiverse regardless. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Uh, It is. I just realized it is. You're telling me that Dragon Ball Super is basically... Crisis of Infinite Earths oh, no. weeb version. And oh, I will not crap. accept it. I will not accept oh, it. That's crap. why the Tournament of Power is... The uh, the crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah, it is. Is but but the difference is you're not fighting oh, like one big baddie. You're fighting against each no, other. No, it's like last universe standing. Yeah, it's and like you last make a wish. Standing. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, Android Seventeen make the out. You know, uh, the undo wish. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he, technically, he was he was the one who won because he was the one left on the st- on the stage. <laughs> oh okay. All right. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Wait, my head and hurts. so so I mean, given that the same characters. Release uh, uh, are present in Dragon Ball Fighters. Does that make the game a multiverse? Stop! Stop. <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't. Wait, it doesn't. They're just. Here's, diff- a, here's a big question. What? We have a lot of Dragon Ball movies. Yes. Are they canon? Ding ding ding. Yeah, some of them aren't. <laughs> all I mean, of them it, are. It's, it's no, a, not all no, are canon. Not all are canon. GT isn't canon. GT isn't. We don't talk about GT. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the movies. Like remember, yeah, the movies. there's this. Super androids at that time, and then there's this the brother of Frieza. Cooler. Oh yeah, cooler, cooler right? Like I mean, some, the, the, the original wasn't canon. He wasn't. Yeah, the origin, wasn't, I mean, originally Broly wasn't canon. Yeah, Broly wasn't a canon Broly character. Canon. Yeah. That's but, why but they made him canon now. They created a different Broly to make yeah. it canon. Okay. See, so it's a different Broly in a different universe. It's a multiverse. <laughs> it's a multiverse thing. There's the movie universe. There's too many Goku's already. There's the non-existent <laughs> universe called GT. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their their Super Saiyan is different because it turned into a golden monkey. Then, there, there's the this. Remember, there's this like short uh, anime series for Dragon Ball, like to promote the mobile game, I think, or the card game. And there are a lot of versions of Goku there. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's, yeah, that's there the is. real multiverse Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball. Dragon Ball is a multiverse thing going Something on. superhero something. I think you can find it on YouTube. Like, it's, it's probably in there somewhere. Each episode is like around 5 to 10 minutes. So. Oh, okay. And then you see... Also, there's oh, this... Uh, what's what, this? What, okay, what's the most radical different version of Goku? Did you Wait, there's also Dragon Ball's universe, right? 
that, Xenoverse? The, the one with Trunks being the Time Patrol. Isn't that basically Quake, oh. but, but Dragon Ball? Yeah, Quake with Dragon Ball. Sort of? Kind of, yeah, in a way. But, so yeah. Oh, wow. Stop hurting me. <laughs> so yeah, Dragon Ball is a multiverse. It's a multiverse. We answered thing. it live on our <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Go argue with your friends about it. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, it, it kind of boils down to something that we've talked about before the podcast. Like, when I said something like, oh yeah, multiverse is a glorified term for a spin-off. Which, in a way, it kind of is. It's just that, uh, in, in, in the multiverse approach, you make those spin-offs canon. Or you try to find a way to like linking them into the yeah, main timeline. I, I think the the main purpose of identifying them as a multiverse is that there's the intention of getting them to interact. Yes, with interact level. with yeah. like the same level. Because spin-offs, I mean, they can exist on their own. They're like a different I, there's thing. one certain timeline or one central area where they could interact. Like, yeah. Remember, what was this? Like, I think even in with... Uh, with locating just like a central line they would have to follow I think mm-hmm. uh-huh. I think a proper timeline you had just you have to be there I think that's yeah, the like I think that's the one defining thing that we can apply to uh, how we understand each uh, multiverse or how we each define a multiverse is that uh, eventually there has to be a point where these different realities planes of existence whatsoever interact, interact yeah. through certain there's characters the, there's always a highway for them to you know traverse yeah, and yeah. interact with each other there you go those that concept so i think some good examples for that kind of approach where you know there's a common road for them to go through mm-hmm. to travel into different areas to interact is i guess magic the gathering is one good example how they mm-hmm. promote new sets with new universe that's oh, why yeah, they started yeah. the multiverse team for their uh, lore. Like, they introduced the Planeswalkers, I think, around early 2000s in the Lorewind expansion, where mm-hmm. it said that these Planeswalkers can travel to different planes or universes in yeah. their own terms. Planes, planes of existence and stuff yeah. like that. That's why if you're familiar with Dominaria, that's a different universe. If you're familiar with Kamigawa, it's another different universe, and that is themed like in the East Japanese theme, right? Mm. And then we have this Kapena, uh, new Capena, which yeah. is more of a 1920s gangster world. Yeah. And then we have what else? Uh, Kaladesh, which is more of a steampunk inventions, like uh, in between of industrialization, but more of a orgs. Uh, you could say yeah, it's the same fantasy, fantasy technology. Stuff, yeah. But like you're incorporating steampunk. In yeah, so those are like the concepts how they added, or maybe Ixalan with the world of jungles and dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Those kind of words, or Innistrad where the world is filled with vampires and werewolves. <laughs> so they had this kind of unique world to introduce. And then these characters can interact because they're like a common story. They would jump and then meet other planeswalkers that they could interact as well and then jump to different planes. So you would see in some sets that some recurring characters would appear and a story for that or their roles on that specific uh, set or current set in that universe. So the concept is they could traverse and interact. So the way Mm -hmm. that it added there is it makes it to show that it's not like a different timeline. More like mm. a single timeline they could interact, but different worlds. Yeah, different worlds. So, yeah, basically having that one. So, so in, uh, instead of like the common thing that we see in other shows where, you know, they interact in where the single highway is like maybe the main world itself. At least for Magic the Gathering, the, the place of convergence are the planeswalkers because they're the ones who can jump into these different yeah. universes and interact with others and yeah. stuff. 
I mean, in Western media, the more common use of multiverse is that there's going to be several versions of whoever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's just that it has. There has to be a way for these universes to interact. Yeah. 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 So there's another way. Yeah. So it's a, it. It doesn't always have to be like you know, like going back to Doctor Strange, where you have both different Doctor Stranges in, the, in this universe. Yep. I mean, him just being to travel in these universes, regardless if he exists in there or not, it already is, is kind of one way of doing the multiverse approach for mm. franchises. Uh, and yeah, going back to like Dragon Ball Super, I mean, they didn't really fight different versions of Goku, but they did uh, fight against, you know, the strongest beings from other universes that represent them. And, so the mm. Gokus of those universes. But the, yeah, but they don't, they're not like the literal, like, they don't look like Goku, nor they they, they act like Goku. But or, nor would strong. they have the same story. They're yeah, just, they have the same story. It's like the strong. office position. Yeah. Yeah. Strongest. The it's, strongest it's strong. I think, the universe. I think the concept for the multiverse is also the way of like a discussion of what ifs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's also uh, added with the Marvel lineup series. Like, they added the what if series, right? Mm, Where yeah. like this concepts of what if this character is like this. Like, for example, Peggy Carter was Captain America, that version. So mm-hmm. that also introduced new worlds. Because the what if? Like, when, whenever we do ideas for, for example, on our favorite media, like, for example, we say Dra- Dragon Ball Z. For example, what if Goku was the antagonist and Vegeta was the main character? Like, you swap their Ooh, encounters. Gonna be, that's going to be a very interesting okay. take. Um what if Goku had a good dad? What if Gohan had a good dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if Goku, Gohan no, Go- had a Go- good Gohan dad? Had, Gohan had a pretty good dad. His, his Earth dad was cool. Yeah. It, it was Gohan. And Gohan had a good dad. Yeah, his name Piccolo. <laughs> his name is Piccolo. <laughs> his name is Piccolo. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's why I'm doing it. Um, I, the, the, I mean, sorry. Chad did mention like different approaches to a story that like, just like in the what if series of Marvel, which kind of just so different possibilities, right? Yeah. I mean the same concept could also be applied to like uh that that Star Wars Japanese series spin-off. Although yeah, uh, although they didn't really like brand it as a multiverse thing, but it did show various takes and various realities of uh how like the the Jedi set dynamic. They kind of played with the rules there. Yeah, like they they quite they, heavily. Yeah, they, they they follow the same rules. They follow the same uh general rules, mm-hmm. but it's just that they didn't confirm it as like, oh, these are different various universes. But it does kind of uh go into this idea of, uh, these are possible what if reality situations that That's we true. could have yeah. had. Or for Star Wars, they're all really more of spinoffs, right? Yeah, they're I mean, more spinoffs. If you're gonna give Gainax something, you give them rules. You know, they're not gonna follow it. <laughs> they just just gonna screw it up. <laughs> also, and some people may ask, thing. actually, like, is Star Wars a multiverse? Not really, no, because not really. it's just a one universe with a lot of planets. Because yeah, one system. Yeah, remember, I have to take note of that one system. Yeah. or one universe. So that's why they mentioned like there's a bunch of galaxies. Yeah, right? a bunch yeah, of galaxies bunch far, of galaxies. far away, right? But the concept is they had a single culture, or maybe you mm. will see the culture for the Jedi Order on the Sith still the same. Although we could say different practices in some farther regions, like in the yeah, dark but, edge but, of the galaxy, a, still but still one connected. You have to remember one connected uh, world yeah, or universe. Universe. And uh, yeah, at, at, at the end of the day, um, I mean, it technically, is a multiverse only. It's re- the other one is retired. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, the the the, the whole 
you know franchise follows a sing- follows like a specific set of rules. Yeah, it's not like um, each show has a different set of rules, or maybe that could be debatable. Yeah, they have different circumstances, but like the base rules as as like how how the Force works, how the Jedi are. How the set is. Well, it's, you're it's you're not presenting a good example of what the rules are. <laughs> um, how yeah, the force works is a bad place to start. Midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> but there's <laughs> one I think um, one science fiction that tries to bring the multiverse concept. I think that's where the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Right? Oh, if yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. the first movie, I think that's a given example that they're trying to explain that, like for example, this Spock. Yeah, encountered the, the older Spock which is the yeah, actual yeah, yeah. Spock Leonard Nimoy yeah. and then he explained it from the th- different time so yeah, yeah that's that's a multiverse thing so wow oh Star Trek is a multiverse show the J.J. Abrams the J.J. Yeah. Abrams yeah. one then again that's J.J. He does, he does love to do things of his own it's a more subtle way but it's not more you could say that they're trying to incorporate the multiverse concept, just more like an Easter egg uh, addition. Yeah, yeah, it's more of Easter egg. And uh, yeah, again, they didn't really call it the multiverse, but with the rules that we kind of did set earlier as to how it would work, it technically would count. Yeah, it's still a complicated. <laughs> it's really a complicated explain uh, concept. Yeah. Like it's some different rules it would set. So some media would try to create their own rules on what makes something a new multiverse. Mm. So, like, for example, Magic the Gathering has this concept, like, different planes are different universe. Yeah. Because since it's fantasy, they don't need to go broad on the concept of different galaxies. Yeah, they, as they, with they, Star they, Trek. They can, Star Wars, around, right? Yeah, they can play around with a lot of... It yeah. can be very lax on the rules. Yeah. The In the comics, like, Marvel and DC trying this with different versions of their characters. Mm-hmm. It's a multiverse. So that's how they incorporate this kind of concept. And then with some video games, like for example, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, actually, are the Cydia. Yeah, there you go, the Cydia. Like how they conceptualize the setting, and that's how they make the rules and make it more. Uh, it's easier for them to set their franchise or they combine some other franchise to make it work with the proper plot. Mm-hmm. And like for example, some. Cases like Kingdom Hearts, which is really complicated to explain how that <laughs> could be considered as a multiverse. So, oh, okay. Oh god, here we okay. are. Here we go. Is okay. it time before we proceed to the next part? <laughs> okay, so Kingdom Hearts. Um, the one thing that kind of makes it a universe because uh, so let's look at certain rules. One, you have different versions of Zora existing, uh, in different worlds, basically. Right, I mean they're not exactly the same like Sora, but they're different versions. So yeah, as soon as Sora goes into a certain world, uh, the form changes. The form changes. Yeah. But, but other than that, they're also like characters where kind of people call them clones or something. But they're basically different versions. And yeah, um, also going into that, especially in Kingdom Hearts three, where you know when Sora goes into the uh, uh, Monsters Inc. world, he turns into a monster. When he goes into the like Toy Story World, he turns into a toy. So he changes. He he Are becomes sure different. That that's actually the same Sora, though. Yeah, but that's a question. Is it the same Sora? <laughs> or is the consciousness just thrown into, yeah, thrown into a toy version of Sora? And, 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 and that's like you, you know, know your what do you call this? Uh, what's called the concept in Fate and Order when you transfer to a different world. Oh, you, you, timeline. You just, your knowledge is just downloaded. Yeah, yeah, downloaded to, to someone. You just upload your no, your consciousness to something in a different yeah, world. You're, you're, you're in a yeah. different body, basically. Technically, it's a video game, so. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, going back to fate. Fate is a multiverse. Um, 
So yeah, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, fate is fate, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not I'm just like okay, if we're gonna tell. Look, fate has like a billion versions of Rin, and I love it. And I yeah. guess that qualifies. But I have a hard time calling it a multiverse or uh, anything. Any well, fate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fate it's, fate. it's the fate verse. But you know, same rule. There are different realities. Like uh, <laughs> you, have, you have you have the three main routes. <laughs> assuming that it's a universe you're assuming that there's a timeline that makes sense you see that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's no. fate everything makes sense no, just don't worry about, about it just don't worry about it just don't worry about it don't think about same, it same with Kingdom Hearts right? we're talking about if Kingdom Hearts is a multiverse just don't worry about it No, no both, uh, Kingdom Hearts operates in such a way that there's sort of an OS like there's mm-hmm. an overworld between all of these other worlds, so it counts like a single universe. Kind of, but uh, there's like borders and walls that everybody can cross through. Yeah, well, and maybe for like the OG games, but yeah. remember in Kingdom Hearts four. What do you mean four? What do you mean four? <laughs> what? Do you mean four? <laughs> what? It's not even released. Yeah, it's not it's even released. Even... But you know, uh, during the ending of three, we oh. we find the Grandmaster suddenly in Shibuya, and then. In the Kingdom Hearts 4, where is Sora in the trailer? Sora is in Shibuya. It's a reverse isekai. Wait! It's... Stop. Stop. <laughs> really time diving time. deeper into this. Um, that time, time became a Sora character. Um, okay, that... But, you know, if you look at it in reverse, <clears throat> Japan in anime is a multiverse. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> No, All right. the, you're, you're, you're using the definition very <laughs> yeah, it's loosely. Yeah, it's very loosely. You're, you're, you're um, just trolling, man. <laughs> just trolling. Right, I think we need to find out which one of the French or which of the media had the best implementation of a multiverse. I think there's one, I think there's only one we've known so far okay. that mm-hmm. really played it well and I think that's the Spider-Verse. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Not just a movie, right? The, even the comics itself, like yeah, how they the explain whole concept. The concept. Yeah, the, the whole concept of like how everyone... And the, it, it follows like the, the the very basic rules. I mean, you have different versions of Spider-Man. It doesn't um, have to be Peter Parker, but you have to be Spider-Man. And uh, they have a point of convergence where they can interact with with with, with each other and, uh, you know, solve crimes and, and, and fight bad guys. And yeah. Stuff. So, yeah, also, they, they also explain that, yeah, there's still a multiverse in Marvel comics but mm-hmm. yeah how they implement with the spider-verse is how they focus more on the certain characters and how it's centralized in one major plot like for example the web of destiny mm-hmm. how they explain like how it most of how all of the spider-man characters are interconnected and how all of their destiny are etched into like a conclusion so that's mm-hmm. why there's someone who has to monitor the web of destiny if i remember Mm, and yeah. I think that's what did. I forgot what's the name of those vampire-like creatures who are killing the Spider-Man. The Morbs. Morbs. Whoa! Oh, Morbs. <laughs> oh, Morbin. I think Morbs. that's like the reason why. I think the spider told them kind of concept they had to mention. Like they're consuming that to, to like to gain more power. That's like one of the mm, reasons, and okay. that's why they're traveling to different uh, universe to eliminate those versions of Spider-Man. They can stop them, yeah. Because they're the only one, they're the only one who could stop them if they're mm-hmm. still, like, you know, at their early stage. Oh, That's why there's, like, one central character, which is the six one, uh, 616. It's the central... The central character. The central character. Which is, of it's course... Kind of common with, like, all of the Mar- Marvel the, Yeah, the current uh, universe, which is uh, the actual uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. 
and how yeah. the main universe. There's and, a there's always an origin point, mm. so that there's a your your story doesn't get too distracted with all the other versions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you have something to return to. And also, it's also explained that the multiverse doesn't need to have different timelines. Like for example, there's like the Indian Spider-Man in different universe, the cartoon Spider-Man, yeah, of the nineteen sixties, the nineties, the, the, the noir, Spider-Man, and then they also explain like the different timeline multiverse. Like this Spider-Man was Gwen Stacy because that Peter Parker version had a different circumstance. Like mm-hmm. he died there instead of Gwen, so she like carried she's the on. one who carried on, or maybe like carried on, yeah, yeah. And then this other version had like a daughter. Of, yeah, uh, from Peter Parker and then this other version like the superior Spider-Man continued mm. where Doc Ock still dominates uh, the conscious of Peter Parker mm. so there's a lot of different versions even like the clones I think they also added there like Ben Reilly if I'm, oh. I'm not sure if they added uh, Ben Reilly but I remember he also showed up there well we'll see in like uh, part 2 because it's gonna be like it's in the works now I think it's gonna come out next year. Yeah, and, there's uh, two films, by the way, yeah, for the Spider Verse. Yeah. So like the first one is out, second one's in the works. Um, oh man, looking forward to it. Yeah, the one thing that I'm very looking forward to, and I hope that it does come true, is that there were talks of including the OG Japanese Spider Man. I think they there. mentioned it. They will add it because Tokyo yeah. yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, oh, let's Spider-Man. go. That's... Leopold Down, baby. Tatsujini. It's Tatsujini. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how the a good example of how you would implement a multiverse media like. How different characters would interact with each other, mm-hmm. do a proper dynamics like there's a, there's some rivalries from other faction of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It works, and then how like the act the, the prime Spider-Man being like the central because he knows more, he experienced more than the others, and that's why people some of the Spider-Man chose him as the leader for this resistance, and it works. And like how other characters interact, that pave way to create new. Uh, media for them like for example Gwen Stacy the uh, spider Gwen mm. is now a fan favorite character now she's rec- a recurring role in some comics Miles yeah. Morales managed to become more interesting because before when he was introduced people really loved the characterization of Miles Morales yeah and right now he's like in the he's the lead for the new Spider-Man game in PS4 yeah and which also is, which is also a continuation of the First Spider-Man PS4 yeah. game, and I, also Spider the Spider Verse movie was focused more on Miles, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how good was his character uh, characterization. Yeah, Spider Verse Miles Morales, I really like them. Yeah. He's a fine, fine uh, application of the character. Yeah, and because it's more of a like, what is this? Uh, coming of age, a new generation with Spider-Man, like the Peter Parker's passing the torch to the new generation, which is a good one. It's a very classic hero's journey, and yeah. uh, they incorporated the. Adding all these other supporting characters because mm. their universes weren't really explored. No, they weren't. And another good thing about it is like, um, yeah, it, I mean, even if the, the universes weren't really explored, they also did not really, o- the concept of the multiverse also did not really overpower the rest of the story. It was still focused on Miles, it was still focused on his like, journey to becoming like a full fledged Spider Man while just letting all these other concepts flow naturally into like the plot. Like oh, I mean you have different multiverses. They're cool, but yeah, we're not we're not really gonna focus on that. We're just gonna uh, show what's unique with them. Mm-hmm. Like as I said, you have the Noir Spider Man, you have the the the, the Mini Girl Spider Man with the robot, you have Spider Gwen. You can mention why it became to that, but he doesn't really have to like 
stick with them. Yeah, it's just tied up one. nicely into the story. Because like if you've seen like the like for you the usual Spider-Man concept, yeah, he's a teenager, he's learning a lot. Even with the Marvel Cinematic Universe of Spider-Man, he's still learning a lot. But yeah. what makes it different from Miles Morales here is that there's still an existing Spider-Man at that time. Mm-hmm. I think not in this universe, but in the ongoing series like yeah, for the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like they know that he knows that this Spider-Man was successful in their like journey as a superhero. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's still struggling to accept that you know he's a he superhero. Ha- he's a super not that's a superhero, but he's still a flawed character. That he's still struggling to learn, or he's still doing a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. that he didn't realize that everyone starts with that kind of uh, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Spider Verse started with like uh, I I don't know what to, what to call him. I guess we call it Perfect Spider Man. <laughs> like, no, there's there's a, already a, a perfect Spider-Man yeah. uh, operating within, within that universe of Miles Morales, right? And then the first thing that really happens is he dies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one a good uh, example for how you would set up in the multiverse where it's still maintained the core of what of that particular franchise. So one the case example here is Spider-Man, mm-hmm. how Spider-Man. the you know the moral story or the value of the character makes Spider-Man a memorable character is that he's regard- a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. Regardless he's a kid. if he's a superhero, he's still a teenager who still has issues of real-life stuff. Yeah. And he has to overcome that like the usual way. And even with Spider-Verse, regardless, even if it's one of the comic version or the the newer movie version, which is like a different take, it still maintains that core essence of what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. I mean, I would put it this way. like So, uh, Perfect Spider-Man dies. And yeah. what essentially happens is that all the other not-so-perfect Spider uh, versions of Spider-Man converges to try to mature, help mature the Miles Morales yeah. Spider-Man. Well, all of them also mature. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and it still, uh, still ties in with a great power, great responsibility concept. Only the question is, are you ready for it? And what they present is, look, ev- there's like a Spider-Man in every other possible universe and... They didn't know if they were ready. They just yeah. had to do it. They you have to take the leap. That's why you leap. Faith. Yeah. It was People so faith. good. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> we're getting another one. That's nice. So yeah, so that's what happened. You still maintain the essence of that franchise. So mm-hmm. like, if we could see like a perfect Decidia game or maybe something, maybe they would do the core essence of, they still maintain the light versus darkness concept, but they made some twist on it. But maybe they could add like, what makes you the warrior of light? What makes you the protagonist for the character? What makes it, a, you know, something that's good for something? What's, what makes you the hero? Yeah, what makes you the hero? Or maybe yeah. what makes less... Something that core lesson that maintains... I mean, whole, you, know? you know, uh, like, Spider-Verse is a movie. This idea is a game. Yeah. So the bottom of it is this idea has to be a good game and, and Spider-Verse is a good movie. And yeah. those are very different goals. Yeah, and that's why the first Decidia was a good one. It, if you compare it from the, pre, the newer versions, right? Like how they incorporate the mechanics for the first game. Like, yes, one versus one, but mm-hmm. you still maintain the concept of what makes it our Final Fantasy RPG. And then you maintain that some of the concepts, like for example, in single player campaign, you would still experience like the journey Mm-hmm. How you interact with the other characters and how, like for example, the overworld would interact. How mm-hmm. would the combat system would work? For example, if like if it's like an RPG, it kind of clicks well in the early versions, like on the PSP. So I wish that they would incorporate that for the newer version because NT kind of hit, kind of missed that spot because they want to 
incorporate the arcade feel like what they see with Gundam Extreme Versus as a mm. team-based battle and it lost the essence of what makes like a game as a Final Fantasy yeah. okay I mean it's it's fun but the problem is they removed the, some of the aspects like single player campaign that's more in-depth the character development like you would level up you would add different uh, abilities mm-hmm. customize Various it mechanics. like a different build I think they missed some of the spots and uh, the city was essentially a portable game. Yeah. So and it's for the Vita, right? No, no, it never PSP. had the Vita. It's for the PSP. So when it got to the home console, the environment changed a lot. So what it had going for it on on a portable version isn't necessarily going to work on a home console. But it could work if, like, for example, it treated like an RPG, with the concept of still a fighting game. Like how they incorporate with, I guess, again, MF14, RPG first, MMO later. They could add that concept because the mechanics or the system from the PSP version still works. Yeah. and They uh, could treat it like, for example, live service. Like every month or every week, there's like a boss battle. Mm-hmm. You would participate or event system where you could participate or the raid battle. It could work because mm-hmm. you have the multiplayer aspect. You have three of your, two of your members competing to beat the boss and then like chip the damage and then earn rankings mm-hmm. or maybe do like limited runs of raids where maybe like a small dungeon approach like there will be some set of enemies like same NPC of the characters of your opponents next wave but then you go with a boss which is a bigger one it could work it could and I mean yeah I mean, going back to that the, the very core of Final Fantasy is that it's an RPG game yeah, you shouldn't really like stray away from it. It's what, it, you know, yeah. it's it's what people. One of the things that people liked about it and stuff. Oh, um, so there you go. Yeah, uh, I think that's why even some like for example, uh, some Marvel uh, multiverse concepts kind of work, mm-hmm. like Secret Wars or, uh, actually, Secret Wars kind of work a bit, uh-huh. and then even with Crisis on Infinite Earths, like it's one of the best uh, DC multiverse level kind of story arc that really work well because you see how they explain the multiverse on their version and then how it's streamlined to make mm-hmm. a proper timeline. And then after those, like New 52, that's not the problem for them. Yeah, that's another kind of verse for them. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like, the, the concept of multiverse basically is yeah, you streamline and then you create opportunities for new stories to unfold and to, yeah. new, new variants of whatever main characters are there. Yeah, usually like the outcome would be introducing a new world. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like the same outcome, but maybe something that would make the crossover or the multiverse thing worthwhile. As long as it follows the same rules of the... Yeah, because this was one thing. You have a, un- a very multiversal set of rules uh-huh. that everyone has to follow. Okay. Everything else could be a variation, but there's like a specific set of rules that uh, you know that you uh, follow. Like for instance, like uh, that rule. One rule could be like, regardless of whether he's good or bad, uh, what do you call it? Superman is still the strongest hero in in every universe. Yeah, but he could be. I could, he could either be good or good or bad. I mean, same thing with Loki. Loki is always a trickster, but uh, he could also be like a good trickster or a bad trickster. It's more Marvel, by the way, and uh, he could also and then he could also be in many forms. He could be an old Loki, a kid Loki, a crawdel Loki, a, uh, a female Loki, and stuff like that. So yeah, 
So are we saying that? Okay, are we saying the city of two is a bad multiverse in that sense? Not and really. It's a bad game. It's a <laughs> bad game. It's a bad game. NTM, by the way, and NT, not uh, not, not the, the original end one. With this yeah. Okay, at least it's a bad it's game. That's just it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad game. <laughs> All right. If uh, so, we're gonna like what? What's good? What do we? How do we make use? How does a writer make use of multiverse and make it good? I think it's more of like doesn't need to make a really deep explanation on how their multiverse works. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's different versions of you. Like, how they would interact. How would the dynamics work for this character? So are you like, saying like it's like, like a shack of the gun thing? Sort of, but more like how you would create a good delivery on your story. Like, it's still making a good story in building mm-hmm. up your lore for in your multiverse. Because yeah. there's, there's a bunch of like, uh, you know, basically some multiverses are just... Uh, deviant art <laughs> oh, no. not the like, not the very what ifs yeah. but maybe est- establish rules on how your yeah. multi- universe works so, uh-huh. so, so, so you build up to it you have a set of rules yeah, so that's one. You, you have, a spe- you have a specific set of rules those rules have to be uh, easy to understand easy to digest and not require like maybe a 50 page thesis to like, yeah. fully understand how it works um, characters have to be able to interact with each other seamlessly and the conclusion must affect everyone in a single way. Yeah, like for example, like, it could cause them to unite. Yeah, yeah. Something for a greater or for a common cause. Or or some might might sacrifice themselves and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Or or at the end of the day, the conclusion uh, will have to affect them one way or another. I mean, yeah, sure, you're only resolving an issue in one universe. But the effect of that should also ripple towards other universes. Yeah. There like, could be like a side effect or a consequence whenever yeah, it yeah. happens. Because you just don't make a really multiverse level of incident without any, uh, you could say, consequence or side effect. Mm-hmm. There's always a draw, uh, a condition for that. And you have to build up that like condition that, for example... There's a reason why they're connecting together because the world, the universe is ending because they're all merging into one world, and of course some of them don't want that to happen, and then that's like they have to do, they unite to for a yeah. common cause because they want to survive. That kind of approach, and then maybe the outcome is, it doesn't merge, but it creates a new timeline, like another timeline for uh, no, yeah. for or, that one or a new universe, yeah. basically for. You know, these other new other characters like go and move. So, so it depends on like how you... Fate Grand Order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the thing, basically. The thing <laughs> is you don't need to make it more convoluted, more confusing for to explain the lore on how this exists. Mm-hmm. doesn't need to explain ah, instead of timelines, maybe this kind of, uh, you know, same timeline but different versions. So it makes it more confusing. But how? Like, yeah, how, how, how they can exist? it happen? How yeah. they exist? I mean, I mean, okay, so to explain, Fate Grand Order is more really just one timeline. Yeah. But, uh... Is it? it? We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So, no, Fate Grand Order is supposed to, like, uh, oh, your mission is to protect humans from extinction from history. Because mm. somebody's messing with the timeline. Somebody, somebody's doing the flashpoint on the timeline at several points in time. So well, what the what the protagonists do is they go further and further back into time to prevent the the destruction of the human race, right? And uh, who they employ is kind of where the multiverse thing comes in, because mm-hmm. there's oh there's gonna be saber saber Alter, Musashi, <laughs> uh, saber Lily, uh, yeah, 
John, John Alter. No, no. no so, see, but that's the thing. Uh, because we did mention earlier that, you know, um, what, what time traveling is one of the base, basic ways or basic concepts to connect this, the multiverse thing. Now, you did say in Fate Grand Order, in order to prevent history from being wiped out, they go back in history. Uh-huh. That means when they go back, that's a different timeline, that's a different universe. And then they go back into the present because they want to gather these strong warriors, right? Uh-huh. Uh, to make sense of the whole gotcha thing. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, I mean, they go from timeline A, go back to timeline B. And then when they move forward into the future, that's essentially still timeline B. It's just that... I mean, they, okay, they, so they this, this is the Doctor Strange approach where you're viewing like 14 billion possible endings. Yes. <laughs> But it, but like uh, in, instead of just viewing, you take every Avenger from those fourteen billion timelines <laughs> and just move them, to, group them together, so you could uh... I disagree. I, I don't think that's how it works. I do not what? think that's how it works at all. <laughs> what? You're you're just trolling, bro. You're just trolling. <laughs> all right. I guess we could end this discussion because it's starting to get the madness. Oh, sorry, get the madness. <laughs> this one. You can say it's a multiverse of madness. All right, so <laughs> The midverse. So yeah. So usually for multiverse, uh, there are some certain rules they have to set mm. to make it like uh, unique for each of them because it could either be a different versions of yourself or maybe different worlds that are far away from our universe. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like how the concept lies in in Magic: The Gathering, in the Marvel DC uh, franchise, even with Kamen Rider, like they did that with Decade, how they explain different worlds. Uh-huh. Although mm. they didn't call it a multiverse because they just say different worlds. Yeah, it could be. Although just, like, this concept the same, is still the same. Yeah. Because in their world they have a different Kamen Rider, mm. and they change it. I think from the Showa era, like instead of one connected timeline, different Kamen Riders, uh, like different generations, you could say. This one is different versions of Kamen Riders in their worlds. So yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's like for good. example, uh. In Kamen Rider 5, it's a different world because there are different monsters. They explain, like, uh, for different scenarios for that. And then for Kamen Rider Gain, maybe uh, how there's another world for monsters that tries to enter in, the, in the, our world. So, different explanations how the conflict started. So, how different Kamen Riders were, origi- uh, were created, it caused, like, a multiverse. Mm. Because there are different circumstances that happen. For example... When you say, like, if you finish the story for this Kamen Rider, when you see the Kamen Rider, the new Kamen Rider series or a new season, you will see there's a different timeline now because you didn't see the effects from that ending on that Kamen Rider yeah, the to the new one, one right? The new one. Yeah, yeah. So it means it's a different world. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's not like, uh, you know, in, in Super Sentai or Power Rangers where it's, I mean, they kind of made it canon where it's just one singular timeline. Yeah. And it's just, they get attacked by different sets of monsters. Because there's no time. reference from other Kamen Riders because yeah. you only had reference if it's like a crossover film or media. Mm-hmm. Only like, they would introduce like, other that. than that, there's, there's nothing else. Yeah, yeah, because there are some cases that whenever a Kamen Rider shows up, they would explain, I'm from a different world mm, or okay, a different dimension. Okay, yes. So you could say that Kamen Rider has that multiverse concept. Yeah, they just maybe. don't blatantly say it's a multiverse. Yeah. Or at least, maybe because like, the term is very different. They could have said... You know, I, uh, I guess to conclude, I, I think there's a new version of a multiverse coming along. Yeah. And it's... I I don't know what to call it yet, but I guess the, the most fitting term is the metaverse. 
but yeah. not not the Facebook version. Not the Facebook. It's Have you guys thing. ever like? Uh, oh, no. So I've I've tried it into something called the Trash Taste Reddit. <laughs> oh no! And they came up with this weird timeline thing, mm-hmm. where, uh, for example, like two of their hosts died in an earthquake, and uh, there's what? several t- world lines now, where somebody becomes <clears throat> Doctor Ligma, so, uh, <laughs> Garn uh, eventually fights. Uh, the Warden of Time from Hololive. So the there won't be Dr. Jelly Worm outside. There's also versions where they live. There's also a, t- a world line where they get isekai'd into another world. And it's it's oh, it's no. really crazy. But uh, that aside, the, the, the craziest part is how other entities are g- getting dragged into it. Uh, as the creators. So hmm. uh, what's one of the funnier memes about them? Uh, that... Uh, Chris Broad, a, a traveling YouTuber in Japan, mm-hmm. is somehow also Iron Mouse, a VTuber for Vishojo. If you and I mean, the, yeah, but that's a different reality, and you know, yeah, it's, it's technically it's a different reality, and they're interacting through the fans. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's it, it, you can just draw these lines. All these people are interacting. All these creators are interacting, but but not necessarily through through talking to each other, but through the fans that talk mm-hmm. about each other. Talk about them uh, to each other. Yeah, it's so, so, it's crazy. Yeah. So the fans are creating a multiverse. Uh, it's sort of. I don't know what to call it because <laughs> it's not exactly fan verse. Fan verse. Fan verse is probably the most like. fitting term. I mean, yeah. even if fans made this kind of fan uh, fan fiction, fiction, yeah, if they're building a multiverse, I guess it's fine. It's more like a collaborative approach on yeah, building the, their worlds. Yeah, yeah. The, Remember, when building lore, you don't need to be just a single person. Yeah, you it could be, be a co- different. It's a collaboration in some cases. So. It doesn't matter if it was created by the original creators yeah. or the original trash team or maybe by their fans. It's de- it depends on how they build the world, how they build the lore, how they build the universe. And, and, and if it's a good story. Yeah, if it's a good story. story. The bottom yeah. of it is if it's a good story. Yeah, but how it could, the bottom line is also how they, it could interconnect. Yeah, mm. yeah that's that true. It makes sense. It, like, <laughs> I mean, maybe do that to ask example. And yeah, it's kind of hard to call it a multiverse because you know it, it's basically just di- different possibilities, different timelines. Basing on one certain situation, right? Uh, ideally, these are self-contained yeah, just, spaces. Like pocket universe. You could yeah. say pocket universe. Yeah, pocket universe. And the, the, it's the fans that... It's up to the fans to link them. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> I just had to say this. It, it, it's kind of... This, I know it's not... Ca- it's, it's, it, it hasn't been declared canon. It's not canonical. It's not true. But the same thing can be said to the different endings of Elden Ring. The special ones. <laughs> yeah, the special ones, right? Uh, a mini spoiler for those who haven't played Elden Ring. So, uh, you have your regular endings where you become like the Elden Lord, uh-huh. the Tarnish, right? And, and even those have different versions, different possibilities, but it's still within, you know, the 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 the, the world of Elden Ring. Now you have your special timelines. First, let's talk about the the Moon Waifu timeline for Rami. Okay. Where everyone just becomes like a collective consciousness traveling for a thousand years. And because the key element there is night, yeah, moon, yeah. dreaming, stuff like that. <laughs> We're speculating that this is the prelude to Bloodborne, Bloodborne the world Bloodborne. of Bloodborne. That's, that's no. one. The other thing is uh, the Chaos Flame ending. Yeah. Yeah, the Chaos Flame that's ending. That's definitely. <laughs> and, you know, so the Chaos Flame ending, what happens is you, you become a god. Mm-hmm. Essentially, a, a god of flame. You burn the earth tree. You take take the burn everything. You burn everything. Take the minion over the world. Now, what other game started with fire? I, I don't know. Souls. Souls? There you go. <laughs> oh, no. So 
Yeah, so so it's kind of like that thing where, and depending on the situation, and again, it's not canonical. It's just us. It's headcanon. It's headcanon, like trying to link this together. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like that. So it depends on certain situations, different endings, different outcomes. You get different possibilities, and essentially create different these different pocket universes where these can exist uh, within each other. And, you know, multiple ending games, um, fans, they get to the ending, yes. They become the Tarnish or Eleanor, or they unlock Ronnie's, or they unlock, you know, the Chaos Flame, or they unlock different versions of being the different ages, essentially. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's that's like a fan, kind of a fan-made multiverse, because they dictated the ending, and they dictated what's going next into the world itself. Chad, I have a question to ask. What? Are you are you the overseer of the world lines? Oh no! How, how did you know that this was going to be closing with Elden Ring? <laughs> <laughs> All according to Craig Kamisers. <laughs> how did you know? Yeah. Okay. In uh, another timeline, this talk would have still closed with Elden Ring. Just <laughs> <laughs> and it now will we all have, boil down to that. Now I have to close this yeah. episode to that, make it more accurate. This is the point <laughs> of convergence. Anyway. But guys, uh, uh, whatever happens, wherever we are, we love you in every universe. <laughs> Yeah, wherever you are, listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our episode for our multiverse topic. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our hour-long banters on multiverse stuff. And you can check Trying our... Trying sense of it. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. it kind of makes sense with what we discussed. Like, we did some explanations on how how would a multiverse work, what are the rules, How what are the examples of good stuff, good multiverse concepts, and what... You know, some media would actually be multiverse or not, or maybe what ifs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so be sure to tune in to our RF Talk episodes on Spotify, and we'll be also rolling out in other uh, audio streaming platforms really soon. So be sure to follow on our Spotify channel and even on Anchor. And you could also check our website for more gaming goodness straight from the avid gamers. So this is Chad along with my fellow maidenless for blokes over here <laughs> all right <laughs> i guess i'll have to take it right alan here <laughs> and louise right yeah, baby. all right and we'll see you all next time bye, bye.